everybody, how you doing? So, welcome to the first edition of the Awakening Moments, where we just speak with different guests, speaking about their Awakening Moments. Today, we're going to be speaking with Raven. Um, let me introduce Raven. Raven is a mystic, healing, and transformational coach. She combines 20 years of yoga background, her innate psychic abilities, training in shamanism, and a degree in communication with her experience in the world of business and entrepreneurship to facilitate profound breakthroughs in her clients' lives. She has an uncanny way of reading into the mind of the perceived problems and surfacing the solutions with ease and grace. Raven offers trainings, talks, private sessions, and online as well. So that's a little introduction of the Mighty Mighty Raven. So let's get her on and let's hear a story. So, hey, Raven. So I gave a little introduction of you before you came on and you sound like you've done a lot of cool stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I've been, I think my life has steered me with a bunch of obstacles and triumphs and tribulations to uh, to have this experience and be able to, you know, be in this world and serve people in such a way, so... It's an honor. Well, that's beautiful. So I read a little bit of your bio, but what would you give me a description of you of, of a few things that weren't in your bio that you'd like to share with everybody? Um, <laughs> I tried ice skating when I was six. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, let's see. Yeah, I mean, I've been practicing yoga for over 20 years. Um, I played all the imaginable sports I could, I could experience. I've been a very physically active person in my life and um, uh, learned how to push the envelope through extreme sports, I would say, I think is something that you, you know, didn't share. That's something new about me. Well, I think that's, that's beautiful. And you know, you have about a 20-year background in yoga. Nowadays, there's so many different forms of yoga and people that are practicing. Um, everybody has their own reason for getting into it. What, what drew you towards yoga yourself? You know, I actually was, um, I was around 16 years old and I was going to counseling. Um, I was pretty troubled and had a lot of confusion in my life and turmoil. And it was actually recommended to me by the counselor that I was going mm. to. And so I started, I started doing it for stress relief. And then um, I actually started doing it for weight loss. And mm. I moved from, you know, being in high school and it transferring into, you know, college, uh, community college. And then when I moved from um, the suburbs of Chicago to Colorado, that's when it really started to kind of take off for me. Very beautiful. So after getting into it, what changes, what things have you noticed that it's, it's done for your life? I mean, I don't know who I would be if I didn't understand yoga, if I didn't, um, if I hadn't start practicing it at such a young age. And I can, I mean, I, I used to teach full time. I mean, I'm talking like 15, 20 classes a week type of teach. I went from, um, you know, practicing it like consistently, I went from somewhat practicing it, somewhat having an idea. And I'll say, you know, I started playing around with meditation even 
prior to that, I would say around 14, 15 years of age, staring mm-hmm. at a candle and just looking stuff up online. And so I think I just always had that kind of intrigue, just a natural part of my characteristic was curious about that sort of practice. Um, and I would say that, you know, yoga just, it kind of found me and it opened me up and it transformed me and it really taught me how to be a better human. It taught me how to move through all of the muck um, that I had experienced in my life that was holding me back um, and making me fearful to live Mm -hmm. my fullest potential. It's really interesting. I find that there's yoga and people have their own version of yoga, meaning that, it's not that you need the yoga in your life, but what it does and what it represents. Like, um, so it's like the breathing and connecting and just really being, um, you know, seeing gain, getting a different perspective that you normally wouldn't gain. Um, and one of the things that actually brought me to wanting to have these conversations is because, you know, um, this time of year, there's so much stuff going on that I wanted to be able to share you know, um, uh, stories with people that I respect and that I hold dear in my life to share their stories of awakening. And what I mean by awakening is, you know, when they, when there was a shift, a different perspective, you know, um, when they start to take a different path, because a lot of times I believe that we get caught in this idea that I must stay on the same path, that I must live in this construct. It's like Mm -hmm. that everything that doesn't feel right, I have to continue because this is how life should be. Mm. So if you can share a little more about you, like where were you? Tell me about the path before what happened and what did that lead to? I think that'd be amazing, especially for, yeah. (laughs) yeah. Well, I mean, it's, uh, you know, the wounded healer route is probably the best like theme I would, I would call it. Um, and in the sense that I experienced sexual abuse, I mm. experienced extreme rejection. Um, I experienced uh, a multiracial family upbringing. I experienced, you know, my mother, you know, even taking it a step back, my grandparents um, adopted three children that were um, from three different families. And one ended up, you know, turning out um, you know, uh, having, being gay, um, getting married and pregnant at age 16 in the forties and fifties. And, um, my mother, uh, being in a, in a relational relationship. And so all of these things were very taboo at that time and period. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so my mom ended up being a single parent and she came from, you know, being adopted and um, raising my brother and I, who was six years older than me, um, on our own. And, and so there was some difficulty in that. And um, my mother was an amazing, amazing human being. And I'm so, so blessed for everything that she taught me. But she wasn't perfect. And, and the experience that I had wasn't perfect. And so, Mm. You know, my brother and I were very had a very tumultuous relationship, and you know, I experienced a lot of rejection from him. And though I also was very good at volleyball, basketball, softball, track, 
um, any athletics that I played, I was good at. Um, and so I was really confused by life. I was confused. I felt um, like I was superhuman, but also very rejected and very um, damaged by the experiences that I had had. And I didn't have this, uh, an upbringing where um, my intuition was encouraged. I was seeing things at a very young age. Um, I was brought up in a very, uh, I would say, religious but open, uh, you know, environment. Well, my, my family was, but where I was raised was very religious. It was mm -hmm. near um, the uh, Billy Graham Center. And here I am being curious about intuition, and that is extremely rejected from where I'm, where I'm coming from. And so I just was a really confused person, and I got into a place where um, around 16, I admitted myself into the hospital because I was afraid I was going to com commit suicide. And I got on antidepressants, and um, for, but I you know, a few months and, and battled alcohol, battled, you know, addiction, you know, the whole nine yards and through the process continued practicing, you know, yoga continued, you know, I battled uh, bulimia for a few years. I mean, you name it, I experienced mm -hmm. it and then experienced abuse in my own relationships, um, had a, a, a boyfriend that um, ended up killing himself. I mean, it's like I have had a lot of stuff happen to me that um, was difficult. And mm -hmm. through that process, um, I just kept turning inward. I, I guess I kept turning inward and, and I was, my mother was so beautiful where she encouraged me to go to counseling and support me through the process. So I, I had this inner journey that I think we all have. <laughs> We all, I'm not, I'm not alone in this process. I'm sure everybody that's watching this has had one of, if not many of those experiences happen to them. Um, what, what made a difference for me um, was practicing yoga and, and, and um, you know, continuing to hit bottom through my breakthroughs and find, find like the new seeds of nutrients um, and from that, it brought me new experiences, new relationships, and new development of understanding who I was. So I have, I have a question because, you know, a lot of people do go through these, these situations, whether it's being um, bulimic or alcoholism or drugs. But there's a reason that we, we move towards that way. And what, I'm, what I'd like to ask you is, while you're going through these moments in your life, can you tell me a little about the internal dialogue that was going in your head and what it was saying to you? Um, I mean, I'll, I can remember clear as day me writing my suicide note. Mm. I'll never forget that. And my mother walking in the door. Um, you know, I, I just, I, I can remember just feeling so misunderstood and confused and, um, Uh, you know, for me, I just, I feel like um, I was searching for an inner connection and an inner acceptance of who I was and like that I was okay. And also, I think that at that time, I was not clear with my, I actually had repressed my abuse until about 16 keeps coming up. I'd met um, a boyfriend at the time. He was, he was actually 
eight years older than me. And we dated for two and a half years. And that's when I really experienced um, a lot of breakthroughs and remembered my repressed um, sexual abuse at the age of four. And so that repression, it surfaced a bunch of stuff within me and it, it cracked me open. So um, I think that inner journey took place where I was having communion with myself and God or the universe, whatever you want to call it, I call it or she or he many things. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, you know, and I actually wrote about this and, and moved to manifest, but this moment when I, I was crying underneath my window to God to please help me because I was in such a state of confusion and all of a sudden it started to like thunder and mist outside. Mm. And then it's, and I was just like in a place of such, I was just so overwhelmed with how sad and scared and afraid I was. I didn't, you know, and alone. And then that sound, that mist, that, that rain, it calmed me. And I knew that there was, there was a connection, that there Mm. was something between what was happening in my life in my reality and that sadness and that rain and that, that connection with what was happening outside. And I just knew, even though this feels confusing and the people around me feel confusing and I feel sad inside of me, something feels calm, something feels okay. And I just Mm -hmm. kept having those moments through um, my life. The thing about it is for me too, and I feel like everybody has their own journey and I encourage sure. everyone to find your own teacher. We all have different teachers, but for me personally, I have had a very difficult time finding people that I want to um, be devout to. And, um, and so my personal journey has always been around, um, like, that's why I created my program, Soulpreneur Society, learning how to reclaim your path, purpose, and powers to be your own soulpreneur. Learn how to be self-reliant and find that um, your own inner compass. Mm-hmm. And so for me, my trials and tribulations were teaching me about how to find my own inner compass. I find that really beautiful you know, how symbolic it is that that moment that you had, um, you know, not, not all of us get that super symbolic moment like that, but we have a symbolic moment. It's, I know when I went through mine, there was, it was, <laughs> it was almost like I, I took my first second breath, I got unplugged. And it was, it was, it was a feeling that I, I can't explain. It's like, being at the time I was 31, being 31 and feeling like, I was just born. Um, when you had this moment, what do you feel shifted and changed in your life? What happened after you had this moment? Like what, what steps did you take or what, what, what changed overall? Well, I mean, you know, I was 16. It, it was a slow and steady process. And there was a lot of things in my path that I had yet to experience. Um, mm-hmm. So... Uh, But every single time through that process, I kept having these like magical moments like that, um, that kept reassuring me that I wasn't alone, 
And it really wasn't until wasn't till about almost three years ago that I had my huge breakthrough where I feel like I kind of popped my like inner power cherry. <laughs> I don't know if that's what you want to call it, but it just kind of came up. So we'll call it that. <laughs> but it was, I, I saw I was owning my yoga studio and I had, I had sold it and I had, um, I mean, I'd traveled, I'd led trainings all around. I'd been in this facilitator position for a long time, but things really, you know, didn't, it wasn't smooth. It didn't hit the spot for me. What really hit the spot was when I had my massive um, uh, falling out with my business partnership. I had sold my studio and um, I just had this like major isolation happen to me. And mm -hmm. that's when I, I stepped in and, and went inward so deeply that I started to explore my gifts and my abilities, which were my psychic and intuitive abilities that I had been not denying my entire life. And mm -hmm. once I did that, that was when my entire life shifted. That is when everything opened up and everything started to move with ease and grace. And I'm not saying I haven't had obstacles and things that have, haven't been hard, but it's been a ridiculously magical path from that point. Interesting. So what I like what you said there was when you got to a point where you just kind of embraced and honored yourself. Uh, I stopped rejecting myself. There we go. I stopped rejecting who I naturally am. Mm. And I stopped caring about what everybody else was thinking and feeling. And um, it's interesting. They talk about this, like, sh you know, the shaman or the, uh, the shaman's way or, uh, like a, almost like a spiritual initiation or crisis that happens where you do kind of have to retreat from civilization. You have to retreat from everybody and you have to go inward and find this communion with yourself and with source where you have this unwavering relationship, this like, like it's just undeniable at that point. And that undeniability came in accepting who I undeniably am. Mm -hmm. I think that's really great. It's a, it's a very solid point. It's like, there's so many constructs in this world. There's so many things that tell you to be like this or be like that, or to follow this individual that we kind of, we feel a little out of place. Sometimes we feel like, you know, like a circle trying to go through like a triangle peg. It's just not working. And yet we're blaming ourselves for being wrong or there's a problem with us and feeling like it's, it's us. That's the issue when it's us. That's the answer. So to be able to embrace it and to break through the constructs and really be able to take a moment to appreciate yourself. That shit's not easy. And that that's hard, but it becomes easier in the long run, but when you go against it, that becomes harder. Like the easy way is, it's never the way to go, but you had that moment, you had that shift, you had that change. But one thing I want to talk about is after you have that change, now when you have those thoughts that come back, now that you have those reoccurring things that you had when you were a kid, how do you deal with that stuff now? You know, it's interesting. I was just on a call with uh, with somebody prior to this this discussion, and um, 
you know, there's, there's some comfort in, in embracing, embracing your vulnerabilities. And when we embrace our vulnerabilities, um, they actually empower us. And mm -hmm. so I'll give you an example. Um, I am innately insecure. I come across as confident just because I've built and honed in who I am. And I am confident in who I am, but I am innately insecure because of the information that comes through me. I never know what it's going to be. And that's, that is, that's the place in which is like my sweet spot. When I am working with clients, I have to be completely present because it's like sparks that fly. The information mm -hmm. comes up through nuances of scents or images or feelings that I have to be very alert to. And so um, that, that, um, that nuance takes place uh, as well when I lost my train of thought, excuse me. When, um, when I am in that place of insecurity, it used to be I was insecure about um, uh, feeling rejected by community or by the people, whereas now I'm in a place where I'm okay with um, who I am. I don't need to feel accepted by people. What um, I am now doing is I'm in a place where I'm allowing um, information to come through um, and I'm entrusting in the process. So I go into meditation every day and I'm guided in that way. I'm guided by and I trust in who I'm supposed to work with and who I'm supposed to talk to. And um, I'm supposed to send this email and as Aaron, just like you said, I felt into I felt intuitively like I needed to do th these interviews and now I'm doing it. You're trusting in that action. That for me is a place of insecurity that I will always be residing in. It will always be happening for the rest of my life. A constant place of rebirth, insecurity, bringing information through and trusting in the process. So, um, so I think a lot of people talk about like trying to heal ourselves from these wounds that we have. And, and this is kind of like the Achilles heel to it all is like, it, it, it it's like in, on the flip side, after you realize that the wound was there to empower you, mm -hmm. then you can take that wound and use it as a source of potentiality for everything else in your life. So it's like almost saying that what we consider to be our greatest weakness is actually can be our greatest strength if we know how to hone into it and tune into it and do something about it. Absolutely. I think if everybody were to take a moment and look at everything that happened in their life, and then you have somebody read your astrology and you have somebody else give you a reading somewhere else, and maybe you do the Gene Keys analysis and you overlay each one of those blueprints, they will tell you the same story. Hmm. And so when you start looking at your life as it's not on accident that I had all of those tumultuous experiences in my life that I experienced rejection, that I experienced those hardships, because now I have, I'm able to use those as nuggets of wisdom instead of wounds that I can work with clients to help overcome. That's beautiful. So for a lot of individuals that are going through shifts and changes and new things happening in their lives, creating, gaining new perspectives. And what, what advice would you give to them? What, what would you tell them? You know, especially ones that are, you have those negative voice and there's negative self-talk and these things that are going on. So it's more of a, a two-part question of, you know, what would you tell the people that have these negative thoughts and 
feelings and ideas within their head? And two, what would you say to them as they're gaining shifts and new perspectives and, and questioning the path that they're on? Well, the first thing that comes to my head and to my heart and that I almost hear is like messaging from source is like, you're perfect. Mm. You are perfect. Everything that's happening to you is perfect. There's nowhere else that you need to be but where you're at. It is the most richest soil that you could ex be experiencing. Um, whether, you are, whether it be rejection, whether it be, you know, easy right now and triumphant, it's exactly, it's happening for you, not to you. And if there's some way that you can start shifting your perspective in that way, like how is this happening for me? What am I beginning to learn from this experience? What is this hardship te teaching me? What is this easy, you know, path teaching me? And start inquiring, um, asking the right questions, I think is, um, is a really supple place to allow yourself to become empowered by what, what may feel damaging or difficult to you. So I have a question in that because I believe that asking the right questions are so important, but how do you know if you're asking the right question? Um, I would give yourself a moment to pause and see how your reality responds to you. So when we talk about, you know, the, the, the simple situation of me having a moment of sadness and the, and me hearing the sound of, of the rain outside and it calming me, mm -hmm. I would just simply give yourself permission to, to just notice Notice what your reality is showing to you. And um, you, we can sometimes talk about them as synchronicities. Um, you know, they come in three. If someone's recommending a book, check this book out. Um, and also to give yourself permission to be curious about trusting your intuition. Mm hmm so what does intuition mean? Um, intuition is your birthright. It is, it is your sensory elemental system. And what that really is, is your emotional system. And it's built up off of the elements of what feels cool, what mm -hmm. feels calm, what feels grounding, what feels fluid, what feels flowy, what feels stuck, what feels passionate, what feels you know, furious, um, what feels light and loving, those are all components of the elemental system that we don't really understand. And um, be it that we may have had challenging experiences in the past that may have caused us to be a little insecure with feeling emotions, if you can give yourself permission to notice when something is happening to you, how you're feeling. If you could even just connect that in, you'll start, what you're starting to do is connect your head with your heart. And in heart, in heart math, they call it coherence. Mm -hmm. But when you have this alignment and you start to connect what I'm thinking with what I'm feeling, you'll start to notice natural shifts over time. Um, 
even down to what your subconscious pattern patterning is, your negative thought patterns, and really truly your beliefs. And all of those things are just trying to show you or, or teach you either to steer in the same direction or steer away from um, to start helping you clear out. Because really what, what your soul wants to do is be joyous. And mm -hmm. the, easy, the easy blissful path really is, is what's, what's the most fun for you. And so giving yourself permission to just start playing around with what is fun for you, whether it's drawing or sketching, um, singing or writing, um, you know, these are, these are little kind of taps on the shoulder of your higher self trying to get you to get very clear with how you want to live the greatest version of yourself in this world. Mm -hmm. I always, I'm always, I'm a very big fan of the word permission mm -hmm. because a lot of times we don't, we don't realize that we have permission, that we don't owe anybody anything, that you have the God given right to change whenever, however, and do whatever it is that you want to and realize that you have the key and you've always had the key to your change, to your transformation, to your everything, that if things aren't making sense and you don't understand it, then there's probably a way to better harness and to go into yourself. So I like what you were talking about by the intuition, um, giving yourself permission, the idea that we are perfect, and the, the idea of perfection is you're not me, you're you. And because you're you, you're perfect the way that you are. I, you know, I like a lot of the ideas of there will be thoughts and there will be negative feelings and there will be a lot of these things on the journey, but those are not there to tell you who you are. They're just signs along the road to, to help point you in a certain direction. So my last question for you before we get off is what advice right now, it's like you have all these people that are listening you know, we're going through a change. We're going through a shift. We're in 2019. We're about to get into 2020. People are questioning themselves. Things are heavy. What, what advice would you give to everybody that's, that's listening now um, for today going into the new year? Um. I'm just trying to tap in and, and see if I can bring anything. Well, the first thing that really wants to come through for me is um, you guys are not alone and feeling uncomfortable. It, it's like, if there's anything that I can say, um, I just want to reassure all of you that it's, it, it's heavy energy for everybody. Mm -hmm. And, um, when I say heavy energy, I mean, like emotionally, it can feel kind of thick right now. And it's, it just feels like it's going to continue building. And so my suggestion and recommendation would be to, again, give yourself permission. The key is to start unlocking your emotional system. And I don't mean to be intoxicated by emotions. What I mean is to understand how they're trying to communicate 
and alert you. And so um, turning inward and, and again, just like giving yourself permission to understand your emotions will completely transform and shift your understanding of who you are, the world around you, and how you can transform yourself from living maybe a mundane life to a magical one. Hmm. It's, it's, it's the, the, as soon as I stopped being afraid of feeling the things that were scary to me, they allowed me to create, again, it's the wisdom behind the wound. If you haven't created wisdom from the experience, you will continue to repeat it over and over again. And that's the groundhog day I feel like everybody might be in. Um, and so I feel like the big, t the, the big 2020 getting clear with who you are and who you want to be in this world and to make that breakthrough for yourself is, is to understand your emotional system. Emotions are meant to be in motion. You can look up the Joe Dispenza qualities and start reading <laughs> other books on, you know, this is not just a bunch of frou-frou stuff. Science and religion are finally starting to come together. You can, you can read about Stephen Jay Gould and the, the books, The Rocks of Ages, where he talks about science and religion being two magisteriums. They're two things that you cannot disprove. Mm -hmm. So instead of fighting against them, this is the heart and the head. We're unifying them and giving yourself permission to use both of them. Not to be a sissy boy and feel and cry. It's like using those things to really tap in to what your heart wants you, where your heart wants you to go. Because mm -hmm. if you're feeling strife and suffering, it's because you're not living your own truth. And if anything, give yourself permission to live your truth. Let no one and nothing hold you back because in the end, they will be so grateful that you set fire to your dreams. And I know I would be and Aaron will be if anybody becomes inspired by all any of these talks and any of these sentences that come out of these conversations, that would be a, a, a monumental thing. Beautiful. Thank you so much. That was beautiful. I'm very honored and thankful to have you here as a guest to share your wisdom and your knowledge with everybody. Um, I'm, yes, thank you so much. The one last thing is where can people find you? Oh my gosh. You can find me at Yogi Raven. Um, you can find me on my Instagram handle. You can find me at yogiraven.com, Y-O-G-I-R-A-V-E-N.com. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, I think that's about it. Yeah, I do private sessions. I do group programs. And I would love to speak with anyone who's feeling intrigued to connect with me. Beautiful. Well, once again, thank you so much for being the first one, actually, to kick off the series of the amazing talkers as speakers that will be coming on. I really appreciate you, your energy, your knowledge, your wisdom, and everything that you bring into this. Thank you once again, Raven. And we'll be doing this again soon. Aaron, thank you so much. It was such an honor to be on here. And you guys enjoy the rest of the speakers. Aaron has such an amazing uh, lineup for you all. So. 
happy holidays and happy 2020. Beautiful. Thanks. Bye guys. See you guys all soon.